far out in the uncharted backwaters of the unfashionable end of the western spiral arm of the galaxy lies a small, unregarded yellow sun. Orbiting this at a distance of roughly 92 million miles is an utterly insignificant little blue-green planet whose ape-descended life forms are so amazingly primitive that two of them think doing a podcast called Digital Watches Are a Pretty Neat Idea is a pretty neat idea. They are Jeff and Brian. Hi there, this is Jeff, I'm with my friend Brian, and this is our Christmas bonus episode. Hey Jeff, how are you? I'm doing great, Brian. How are you? I'm feeling in the Christmas spirit today. In the Christmas spirit. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Me too. Welcome to the Christmas bonus episode. Absolutely. So because in the UK, their TV and radio programs traditionally do a Christmas episode, we felt we should do a Christmas episode. And we felt that what better than to do a Christmas episode on their Christmas episode. (laughs) You think they're going to understand all that? (laughs) Probably not. (laughs) Anyway, on the back cover of the double LP that I bought, there is a blurb about a Christmas episode. It said it contained no reference of any kind of Christmas, but it was called the Christmas episode Because it was broadcast on December 24th, which was not Christmas Day. The first thing I thought was, I had to find that episode. So, the search begins, and it doesn't take me very long, and I discover that I've already listened to the Christmas episode many, many times. It's episode 7 of the radio series, or the first episode of Secondary Phase. Our discussion of Secondary Phase will be released in February... Uh, We will discuss none of the actual Christmas episode now. Also, during Secondary Phase podcast, we do not refer to Episode 7 as the Christmas episode. (laughs) (laughs) But of course, now we've said Christmas episode so many times, I think they might actually get it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, though, if they've listened to this, they will secretly know it's the Christmas episode. You got it. It's our Easter egg for Christmas. <laughs> I love it. All right. However, in my initial search for the Christmas episode, I came across something that mentioned an unproduced Christmas episode. I also learned that it was talked about in the book of the original radio scripts. Now I had to have that book. So online shopping, here I come. And I got the book, and it gets delivered, and I start flipping through it. And it's only mentioned in a footnote, and it's just a very brief description. I've shown you the book, and you've read the footnote. So, Brian, do your best to paint a picture of what the Christmas episode was (laughs) supposed to be. Well, most of it's a repeat of what uh, you were saying, um, that the standard for the BBC was, uh, at the time, was they decided to commission a Christmas special and they didn't have to be about Christmas, but because they were released around Christmas time, that's what they referred to 
that episode. And as you said, it was episode seven of the secondary phase, the first episode of the secondary phase. And the interesting thing about the footnote is that it mentions that there had been another episode that was written, I guess. It was decided after reading some of the writing that it was in slightly poor taste. Oh, slightly poor taste. <laughs> yes, slightly poor taste. <laughs> and that therefore the episode was never actually spoken or recorded, I guess is the correct way to say that. So that's where we found ourselves when we were started looking for this supposed missing episode. Yes. Having listened to the rest of the uh, radio series in slightly poor taste seems right up their alley, but <laughs> but it but it has me intrigued. Uh, do you have any more information on what this actual mm-hmm. one-off episode was about? Well, it did take a bunch of digging, but I did find some information as I was going through and searching. The one of the biggest reasons they said they didn't produce it was because it didn't seem to fit the chronology of the story, but. What they said is that it uh, in this early draft, the story was something like this. Marvin is, has been, I guess, ejected from a spaceship and <laughs> flies through the air of Earth 2,000 years ago. Okay. Where he becomes a light as he's entering the atmosphere. His body begins to burn. And he is recognized as on by the people below as a star. And he, in fact, becomes the star that the three wise men follow. So, <laughs> so <laughs> Marvin burning up on re-entry becomes the Christmas star, which the three wise men follow. <laughs> exactly. Maybe it is good they didn't do that episode. <laughs> <laughs> Right. So what what they further talk about is that uh, Marvin then um, falls to the earth as a shooting star and he subsequently experienced or he crashes into a stable in Bethlehem. Of course. And encounters a baby. What do you know? Some shepherds (laughs) (laughs) where then he becomes cured of his depression and he leaves the stable singing. Well, well, the ending now doesn't sound so bad. I mean, he's his paranoia and his depression is gone. Not good for the rest of the series, but it's good for no, Marvin. Not at all. <laughs> right, and, and that—that's what I've learned about what the episode was about. We found all that out, and it was wonderful, and we all breathed a sigh of relief because we'd found it. But it doesn't end there. No. While we're doing the searching for all of this, we learn that there is an edition of the book of the original radio scripts where we found that footnote. But in one of the editions, it contains a lost episode. So we have to know, is it that episode? (laughs) Said William Shatner. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) (laughs) There's... There's no time to buy it online and wait for it to be delivered. Too impatient for that. So Mm -hmm. we go online and we're looking through online library catalogs. And in a nearby town, they had that edition. 
I could not believe it when we found that. Yes, I know. <laughs> so it's off to the library. Road trip. Yay! <laughs> 15 minutes later, <laughs> we arrive at the library, look up the catalog number, find the shelf, find the book, go to an empty table, open it up, search the contents, and it's not the Christmas episode. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> there was a lost episode, but it's not a Christmas episode. It was just one short two-page scene. The title of it is Sheila's Ear. So, Brian, give us a little background on what Sheila's Ear is and how it came to be. Right. So the author of the book, the the script book, goes into some detail about how he found this particular episode. Apparently, it was a recording on uh, Radio 4. It was, in fact, recorded, and they did actually broadcast it. So it had been broadcast on the radio. Okay. It's an interesting story. If I won't go into too much detail, but the gentleman who wrote the book had, had not heard of it, even though he'd been researching Douglas Adams' life for many, many years. And it does, in fact, fit right between episodes six and seven of the radio series. Okay. So the story basically is about an interview between a lady named Sheila. Okay. And the character of Arthur. Okay, so he's like on a on a talk show. Yes, exactly. Like he's on a talk show. So after reading this short scene, my feeling is that it was more like a commercial for Radio 4 than it was a promo for the second season of the radio series. What were your feelings? Yes, it does kind of play off that way because they do mention in the... Uh, the short scenes, some of the characters and, and shows that are on Radio 4. So I, I guess I could see that. Mm-hmm. So since we did all of this work and we did all of this research and searching and finding, for your pleasure, digital watches are a pretty neat idea. would like to present as our Christmas gift to you, unless it gets taken down, Sheila's Ear. The Mid-Galactic Arts Nobbling Council presents a Fruits for Thought production of Sheila's Ear. Hello, and welcome to Sheila's Ear. And I have with me in the studio this evening a man whose travels as a hitchhiker around the galaxy have made him something of a celebrity. And his name is Arthur Dent. Ladies and gentlemen, Arthur Dent. (laughs) Arthur, hello. Uh, uh, Hello? In your lovely woolly dressing gown, you must be the most well-traveled man I ever met. Can I ask you, first of Uh, all... where, Where am I? Well, you're... Who who, who are you? Where am I? We're at the BBC. I I thought I was in a cave. Well, I know what you mean, but this is the Paris studio, Lower Regent Street, London. England? Yes, England. Earth? Earth, yes. I'm astonished. Well... Last time I was here, it was blown up. Since then, of course... You have been traveling around the galaxy. But you're missing the point. When I say blown up, I mean all gone. Really? Yes, the Earth was completely...
completely blown up, you see? Nothing left. I mean, this is the point I'm trying to stress. How interesting. Tell me, what are the things you missed most about Earth? Missed? Yes. Well, irreplaceable things, I suppose. Mars bars, primarily. Certain types of tea. And, well, I'm going to say Radio 4. But I'm a bit puzzled. Are you sure this is really happening? You missed Radio 4? Oh, certainly. The news quiz. Just a minute. It's unique. There's nothing quite, or even faintly like, Kenneth Williams anywhere else in the entire galaxy. Is that so? Is that so? Yes, I've looked. Not very hard, I grant you. Why don't you tell us something about your experience of space? Well, one of the interesting things about space is really how dull it is. Dull? Yes, staggeringly dull. Bewilderingly so. You see, there's so much of it and so little in it. It sometimes reminds me of the observer. Would you like me to quote you some statistics? No, thanks very much. No. Very wise. They too are sensationally dull. But where exactly have you been? Well, actually, I've been living in a cave on prehistoric Earth for the last five years. So if you really want a lot of stuff about asteroids and ray guns, well, I'm afraid you've come to the wrong chap. Ah. I could tell you a lot about mud and swamps and the quest for fire. Honestly, this is the place I've always dreamed of being. England. Now. The archers. Crumpets with Marmite. Chat shows. Funny, now I'm here. I keep thinking I ought to pinch myself. No, don't. Don't do that. Well, it's been nice talking to you in your sleep. You must be keen to get back to your cave and wake up. Not particularly. Tough. So, from the dream world of Arthur Dent, it's back to our studio. In this performance of Sheila's Ear, Lorraine Campbell played Sheila, Brian Campbell played Arthur, and there was no jiggery-pokery of any kind. Thank you for listening to Digital Watches Are a Pretty Neat Idea. Look for us the first Thursday of every month for a new episode. A very special thanks goes out to Luke, Max, Greg, and Tim Lesnick for arranging and performing our opening theme. We would also like to thank our talented friends and family for their voice work on our introductions and commercials. Visit our website at Digital Watches Are a Pretty Neat Idea buzzsprout.com, where you can find links to all my Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy-inspired t-shirt designs. You can find us on Facebook and YouTube as Digital Watches Are a Pretty Neat Idea, and on Twitter at Watches Idea. If you'd like to contact us, our email is digitalwatchespodcast at gmail.com. <laughs> This has been a Fruits for Thought production.